We check in with uh, Antonio French here, our St. Louis Post-Dispatch columnist, sits in the editorial board. Good morning, Antonio French. Hey, good morning. So I hate to keep bringing up the bar PM, but the city just won't get past it. Uh, apparently, uh, now Tashara Jones has uh, made some comments like, I know they got a letter that we were going to condemn the property, but we're not going to condemn the property. So <laughs> at least at least they're starting to hear some of the criticism. At least they're trying to fix some of the wrongs, I guess. Uh, I guess. Listen, it, 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 it really highlights a couple of problems in the city, just doing business in the city in general. Uh, yeah, we already talked about how outrageous it was for the city to cause this damage. Uh, and then to swiftly move to condemn the man's building and basically put him out of business after also throwing him in jail for being angry that they destroyed his building and his business. Uh, but now, yeah, the mayor, in response to the public outrage uh, and criticism that the city is getting for handling this thing, uh, when asked about it, says, yeah, uh, don't just disregard that official letter from the city of St. Louis. Uh, because like so many times in St. Louis, you know, a politician could just make things go away. So she's saying, listen, we're not going to enforce it uh, because it's bad politically for me. But it sure as heck scared the crap out of these guys when they got this letter. They're saying that their building is going to be condemned. And, and uh, you know, it was only after the public outrage that the city or, or the mayor, you know, said that she's going to make sure that that doesn't happen. Uh, but just the whole way this thing has been handled uh, has just been a, a, a crap show, man. Like the way the way the city has allowed this story, as you mentioned, should have been a one-day story. It's been dragged out weeks and weeks and weeks. And even now, we still don't know what was up with this, with the officers who were driving. Uh, why did they go through a red light? Why did they uh, crash into this man's building? Why did they not have dashboard cams on why were they not tested for drugs or alcohol like you or i would be if we crashed into that man's building so many questions and no answers and, and it's just going to keep dragging out until the city finally you know comes clean yeah you know you have that story and then you sort of have this sort of convention center story that's sort of popping up uh you know here we go back to we go back to the convention center right the only the only progressive forward-thinking thing people can can think of is uh, expanding or adding on or nicing up the um, the convention center, then they start floating. Oh, we have some extra Rams money around for that. <laughs> I I don't know if there's a whole lot of forward thinking, out of the box thinking when it comes to some of this stuff. No, it doesn't seem like there is at all. Everything seems real reactionary, um, and you know, kind of just put your finger in the air, see which way the wind is blowing, and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, you know, when that Rams money came down, along with that federal money that the the city got, um, it's a huge, like, generational uh, chunk of change. You know, like, that's we don't get big clumps of money like that very often. Uh, and that it's been sitting there in the city coffers now for, I mean, we're at years now, and no one's got a really good idea for what to do with it. Well, you're going to start having people come up with, uh, hey, you know, my pet project or over in my my area of influence, hey, we could use some of that money. And I think that's what's happening right now with this convention center stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, we could use some of it. But it's not really like, you know, really looking at the priorities of the city and saying, well, how can we make this city better for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years with a major investment that we wouldn't you know, be able to fund normally? 
And we're still not seeing that, um, you know, as far as crime and safety and schools and roads and economic development and lack of businesses and neighborhoods and the deteriorating downtown. Just not a lot of ideas on how to spend that money in a way that's going to improve, you know, what city, what the city of St. Louis is known for. I mean, I thirty years ago, okay, I, I guess it was convention, and let's do it, and okay, fine. But thirty years later, let's take a step back, and do we really need twenty million dollars more for a new entrance? Is that going to spur on, and is that the best way to spend twenty million dollars? It just doesn't seem. I don't know. It seems like somebody says convention center and everyone says, okay, whatever you need without even thinking twice about it. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Let me ask you about. And the the convention center should be something that's paying for itself. Like that's something that generates revenue. And and when it was, when the initial public investment was put in it, it was sold under this idea that it's going to generate money and be able to pay for itself down the road. Clearly, that's not happening. Yeah, 30 years later. Uh, let me ask you about this this Paul McKee story because we can go – we can talk about it forever. And uh, I know it's a nuanced story and people have their opinions and no one's opinion is going to change. Are they are, are they insinuating that that he said he used minority contractors but didn't? What's What's this story about? Yeah, so in order to get uh, the kind of public subsidy that he's been getting for these projects, uh, the city has ordinances that require uh, a certain level of minority participation. You know, he pledged to live up to those, and uh, we're at a few years into the project. Uh, it's built. He's wanting to get his money now, and the city says, well, we actually haven't gotten any proof that you've actually paid those minority contractors like you were contracted to do. It seems like a minor thing that uh, it could just be, you know, a spreadsheet sent over or some uh, clear checks or something that's sent over. Uh, the fact that it's uh, that the, the city hasn't gotten the paperwork and the McKee, you know, has not responded with the appropriate documents makes a lot of people wonder: Did these did those folks actually get paid? Were they actually uh, getting the the jobs and the contract that uh, that he promised that they would? So there's just, the proof hasn't come yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's as simple as an email being sent over, but it's a news story now. It's clearly, it hasn't been done. They said they've been requesting it for a long time. So yeah, it's just a, another you know another black eye for Paul McKee. Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. Maybe it's sitting on someone's desk at the city. They've had it for three years and they didn't open up the the email. But we'll we'll wait, we'll wait and see what the response if is. I, on. If I had a piece of paper that was worth six point four million dollars, I would make sure it gets to the right people to get my check. Well, no, <laughs> okay. yes, I agree with you. But once you hand it to the right person, who knows if they went and got Ted Drews and got you know vanilla ice cream all over it and it was sitting in the bottom of a pile somewhere. So no, I agree with you we'll, we'll wait and see what happens antonio french good stuff as always thanks for checking in have a good weekend we'll talk to you uh next week have a good weekend all right 826 here big 550 uh ktrs